Hi, and welcome to 98% Aggie, a Good Bull Hunting interview series. I'm Wes Davis, and today, Cuppy Cup and I have the pleasure of interviewing Ivan Likon, who was the pioneer of Aggie FB Life, the website, the social media campaign, all that cool digital stuff you see. And uh, now he's taken a new role at Adidas, and we're lucky to have him on. Ivan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. I mean, it's always good to catch up with some Aggies. So anytime you can do that, you know, it's not a bad day. That's awesome. So I guess right off the bat, I want to ask you, uh, you walked into one of the biggest football programs in the country and created a job for yourself. Uh, is that something that you had planned? Like, did you like kind of scheme that out or is that something that just naturally happened? Like, did you meet somebody and happen to have the ability and it just kind of went from there? No. Um, so the way it, it kind of worked out for me was, um, right place at the right time kind of thing. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it that gets you that opportunity. But, um, so I was going to AM and I needed to do an internship, uh, to graduate essentially. And, uh, I was going to do it at 12th man productions. And then, um, they kind of had this idea and said, Hey, do you want to do it? Um, so I said, hell yeah, we just went, I mean, I think it was what, 11 and two, Juana Heisman, you know, Johnny and Mike. So I said, hell yeah. And, uh, showed up in August, worked my, or worked my butt off until December and, um, nervously went into my boss's office and asked him if I should start looking for a job. And he said, don't worry about it. You're hired. So that's kind of, kind of how it worked out. And I ended up staying there for, uh, about three years until, until I came over to Adidas. Wow. So tell me about, you know, going from being an intern to act actively managing this suddenly popular community. Like what was the transition like for you and, and how did you handle having that much responsibility? Um, to be honest, there's not really much of a transition when, when, when in any position in football, just cause whether you're an intern or a, a full-time worker, everybody's kind of putting in the same work. It's kind of expected. Um, obviously, you know, you have a little bit less stress levels when you're, when you're getting paid now. Um, but, but the commitment and, and the, I guess the ability to do your job is still there. So, um, nothing really changed in terms of that. Um, obviously, you know, when we first started, it wasn't as big. And once, once I left, I think we were at, you know, 50,000 Twitter followers, um, a hundred thousand Instagram followers. And it doesn't really hit you the magnitude of, of people that are following you, to be honest with you. Um, and to be honest, it came really easy. You know, I was been at A&M since, since I was a sophomore and felt like I was just kind of talking to my friends. Um, so, and luckily I'm still young enough to, to understand what's, what's hip, or at least I think I do. Um, so it, it, you know, it was a pretty fun job. It was easy. I wouldn't say it was an easy job, but it was, it was a fun job and, and, you know, didn't seem like work all the time. That's for sure. Ivan, you mentioned 12th man productions. Did you have kind of a rivalry with them through Aggie FB life or was everything pretty harmonious? Um, I wouldn't say there was a rivalry cause obviously I knew them. Um, and they kind of got me, I guess the gig. Um, I will say this when we first started it, I think the whole athletic department and, and was kind of interested to see where it was going to go. Um, and at that point when we started it, which was, 
um, fall of 2013, I don't think any school had started a, an account like we had. Um, so everybody's kind of interested to see where it goes. Um, there was a lot of hesitation on what we could and couldn't do. Um, and, uh, eventually it just kind of took off and people saw the, the, what do you say? The value in it. And you look at it now and now we have one, you know, we have obviously Aggie FB life, but now you have, you know, Texas Aggies baseball magic. You have, um, you know, Aggies women's hoops, you have Aggies BTB. And then obviously you have a ton of them all over the country at, you know, different premier institutions, you know? So I think year two, it was a lot easier to get access and support, um, rather than it was more difficult in year one. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Ivan, what was a moment? What was the moment uh, where you realized you had something where you were like, oh, my God, this is going to be big? Oof, that's interesting. Uh, I would probably say um, Alabama 2013 and Kyle Field. Um, the pregame speech when you're sitting in there and you're hearing everybody talk. Um, and you go, man, people really don't get to see kind of the emotion and the passion that goes into to, to not only the game, but the preparation that whole week. I think it, it kind of um, accumulated uh, on that Saturday that, hey, we're doing something special here. And if, if everything goes right today, we'll have something ready to go. Um, specifically during that game was, uh, so Mike Evans, that 99 yard touchdown pass, everybody knows it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was filming him on the sideline and, um, when they show, I guess he jumped on the bench to kind of wave, um, the alumni side on or the former student side on. And I was filming him and it was so loud. And I kid you not, it was so loud that my eyes started getting watery <laughs> Um, I wasn't crying. I wasn't emotional, but for whatever reason, that moment, it was so big and so loud and to be on the field and hear that and be next to Mike is, is when you sit back and you realize we got something special here and if we do it right, you know, we can really ride off in the sunset with this. So I think that moment is when I kind of realized, Hey, you know, if we, if we work at it, you know, we, we can be the standard here. And I think we did just that. Ivan, so you mentioned the uh, the moment pregame Alabama 2013. You were also part of a lot of different locker room celebrations for some pretty cool games. Uh, so what what's the most memorable moment for you in terms of celebrating an Aggie victory with the team? I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, uh, man, I forget what year it was, but it was Auburn when they're ranked number three. I think it was not last year, but the year before, or maybe it was last year. Um, when we were kind of coming in underrated and, uh, you know, Auburn was vying for a national championship. It was late in the season, you know, and I think that's when we decided to start a new quarterback as well. So no one really kind of gave us a shot. Um, and if you've ever been to Jordan Air, it's a, it's a hell of a stadium and a hell of an atmosphere. Um, oh, yeah. And I'd suggest people go. But uh, so that's probably, you know, it kind of had um, a feeling of kind of the 2012 team. Um, and obviously, you know, I wasn't around them um, or in the locker room with them. So I, you know, I can only go based off of videos and what I've seen and heard. But just kind of that attitude we went in with was, you know, it was uh, it was us against the world and, and kind of, you know, let's send these folks home crying and and you could really tell you know that's when 
the music started, believe it or not, I think that's when we, or not we, but um, a lot of people on the sideline looked at, at Jordan Air's experience, you know, the music during breaks, the jumping up and down on the sidelines that was going on. I think that's really what spearheaded the movement to start playing music at Kyle Field, mm-hmm. kind of how you hear it today. Um, but just going in there, you know, starting fast and early and, you know, eventually winning the game, man, it was, it was, it was fun. And, you know, it, it was nice to, to do what we said we were going to do. So those are, you know, those are the most fun ones when, you know, like, not that you don't expect to win, but when you, when you go in with nothing to lose and, and you dominate like that, it's, it's a, it's a nice feeling. Yeah, I mean, it, as a fan at home watching these celebrations on YouTube, I get like watery eyed and excited. So I just can't imagine being part of the moment like that. It's pretty cool. Obviously being, um, Aggie FB life, you know, you get a lot of comments directed at us or towards us, or we kind of get the pulse of, of what the 12th man is saying. And I think a lot of people, you know, think we staged a lot of this stuff and, and we really never did. Um, you know, the, believe it or not, but all the locker cell or locker room celebrations were, um, initiated by the players. Um, you know, as soon as we win a big game on the road, players are looking for the water jugs. So, um, you know, that's kind of all player ran and they kind of have fun with it. And, and obviously we, we get a benefit off of it, but you know, each celebration is obviously different. Um, you know, but it's fun every time I'll tell you that. <laughs> so it's not like the bachelor where you're, you're off screen whispering things to the players. No, no. I'm, yeah. I'm not definitely like standing next to Miles Garrett. Like, Hey, I need you to throw this water at this exact moment. No. Um, as much as people want to believe that. Yeah. It's all, all, uh, besides our sit down interviews, it was all real and, and all, all laggy, I guess. So you did a lot of, um, innovative work with digital signage at A&M. Right. And can you talk about some of the things you did and how that impacted A&M from a recruiting standpoint? Like what was your favorite, um, addition you made to the signage? The absolute most favorite one. And we did it probably under 72 hours was the equipment truck that you see today. So the graphics on the equipment truck, um, no way. yeah, one day they kind of came in and said, Hey, we need to update it. We said what our timeline was. And in order to get it done by Arizona state, we had to turn in the whole design within 72 hours. I mean, completed. So, um, we, me and, and Haley Graves, um, kind of just sat in the, in the, in the office and started looking up other designs and seeing what worked, what didn't, you know, we came up something, we drew something sloppy on the whiteboard and then started talking to our designers about how to do and what to do. Um, and I, I think it came out really good. You know, you got kind of miles in the middle looking huge and beastly like he does. And then, you know, it has that black undertone. So it kind of gives it that fresh and, and young feel and, you know, it has the who's next on it, you know, which which we kind of spearheaded with that. And and it has the FB life, you know, um, social handles on it. So I think probably that one, you know, it's, it has a little bit of mine and Haley's personality on it. Um, and, and to do it in such a short amount of time, it, it was uh, it was nice to see when it rolled up to, to bright. How many people total are working on Aggie FB life? When you first started, there were what, two of you? So when we first started, it was me, which was kind of handling all the day-to-day stuff. So, um, and when I say day-to-day stuff, I mean like tweeting, 
um, kind of the brand management, the marketing that goes into it, how we wanted to market, um, what we wanted to market, um, the photography, the videography, the editing. Um, and then we have, so we partnered with fusion sports. Um, and if you, obviously if you followed us, you, you, uh, you've heard about them before, but they're right. kind of like design firm. So they, they have a designer, um, on their team that kind of, um, makes the extravagant designs for us that we, we really don't have time for. So, um, at the time it was me and them. So it was probably me, the guy I talked to from fusion and their designer. So about three of us. And then from there, the next year we hired Haley about halfway into the season. And, uh, and that was our team for the rest of the time I was there. Got it. Yeah. I think there's this, um, off a misconception that some of these social media teams for, um, you know, major sports programs are like 10 people deep when that's, even if it's an awesome account, that's usually not the case. Yeah. Y'all are, y'all are light years ahead of the rest of the college football community yep. as well. Yeah, we appreciate that. And, and to be honest, it's funny because I think a lot of people compare us to, to regular accounts. Like they won't compare us to like Clemson's recruiting account. They'll compare us to like obviously their official account, which is a little different. Um, and to be honest, we would do that too. Because like the recruiting accounts, I don't think there's really a school that we were ever worried about that's doing, I guess, what we're doing. So even then, we would kind of um, compare ourselves to official accounts, which was awesome. Like when we passed Baylor's official account on followers, <laughs> that was a cool day. We were pretty excited about in terms of like recruiting accounts there's not there's not really big teams like you know clemson i think is the only team that i know that's consisted of a lot of people i think they got like 11 or 12 yeah um on staff and obviously you can see from their content that they they have a lot of people going at it you know every hour of the day so since your target audience is also different than you know like the 12th man accounts did you ever run into any issues with aggie twitter where they assume you're creating <laughs> content for fans when you're actually creating content for recruits oh well of course yeah um <laughs> we we've had some interesting replies that's for sure um, and, and I'm not going to get into specifics on who, but whoever you're thinking about it in your mind that would reply to us, telling us to delete our account, um, is probably a good representative of, of who it actually was. Um, I think year one, we got it a lot, a lot worse than, than in, pre, in the next couple of years. Cause I think after that, people kind of understood what, what FB life kind of stood for which was kind of for recruits and it, it wasn't really, you know, obviously the fans getting a peek into, uh, into what Aggie football is and it's going to continue to be is, is nice. But you know, the end goal was to give recruits an experience of what it's like day to day to be an Aggie football player, you know, from, from what we eat to, to how we celebrate and how we prepare, you know, it, it was, it was a look in the life of a, of a, of a college student playing football at AM. Nice. Hmm. So, kind of blending your experience with Aggie FB Life and with Adidas Football US, what's your favorite Aggie uniform combo, at least from your time with the team? Oh, man. I really wish I could say what I was about to say, but I can't. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it next year's uniform? <laughs> let's just, maybe next five years. I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, I would, man, I'm looking at the helmets right now. Hold on. Let me think, man. I got to go probably with that first one, right? The black one at Mississippi state, just, uh, you know, everything that went into that uniform, it being the first black A&M uniform, it was nice. The big state of Texas logo on the helmet. Yep. And then obviously jumping on them 21-0, whatever it was, the Johnny Superman and that whole deal. And to be honest, the best part of that uniform, I was at that game. Um, and the best part of the uniform was obviously Mississippi State did their snowball right. jerseys. And you could tell they were really excited. They were really pumped up. They had the new uniform. And the first, I think it was the kickers, the first players to come out from AM, everybody from Mississippi State sideline just stopped and looked. <laughs> That's and like a Western. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you don't get people to stop when the kickers come out. But for whatever reason, they did this time and I think it was because of the uniform so that that's probably probably my favorite um when I was working there I think the most um the, the most fun one I guess was probably the iced out one at Mississippi State again yeah um because that was the first time that Aggie FB Live kind of got a spear the conversation and and that's kind of I think when um, Adidas and 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 uh, Aggie Athletics kind of realized, hey, we do it from Aggie FB Life. This can really, um, uh, really change the game. And, and believe it or not, now that I've come to Adidas, um, they shared some information with me on that one. And, and Wes will like this in terms of analytics. So that was the most engaged tweet. That first tweet we sent out about that uniform. Yeah. At, at Adidas football in terms ever. That's awesome. So, and you got to think about it too, that, you know, we, it was an 11 o'clock game. So we released the uniforms at maybe 10, you know, before the players got out. So we had one hour, which for a uniform like that, that's not the ideal scenario. We released it at 10 and, and unfortunately that game didn't go the way we wanted to. So they pulled the, they pulled it or they didn't pull the tweet, but obviously had we won or had we been winning, you know, it would have skyrocketed. But even with all that, you know, you think about it, you know, and it's the, the highest engaged tweet in Adidas football history. And then they have some pretty good moments now. That's awesome. You know, signing Aaron Rodgers, you know, signing Arizona State, signing Miami. Um, and it still holds to this day. So can you talk about like for something like that, like that's the most engaged tweet in Adidas football. And then I look at my Twitter feed and look at, Aggies talking about these uniforms and all that good stuff. Can you, can you talk about some of the backlash Aggie football life may have gotten from that specific uniform? Cause I, I can bet it was a loud one. Yeah. Um, and just like, <laughs> but believe it or not, just like anything else or well, anything else in football, at least if you win, people will like it. And if you don't, people will hate it. <laughs> And that, that kind of goes true for, for everything. And believe it or not, like, you know, taking a uniform like the 1939 um, National Championship uniform, had had we done the unthinkable and lost to ULM, people wouldn't feel the way they do about it now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why people like the black one at Mississippi State so much, because it was just there was there was nothing wrong with that day, you know. Um, but obviously, you know, with the backlash, with with how the game went. Um, you hear, you, we get a lot more phone calls at the office than we normally would. Um, and then on Twitter, it was, um, it was more than usual. I'll say that. Um, and, and like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with the uniform or how it was created or anything like that, but people will find stuff to pick at, you know, whether it's cause they couldn't read the names on TV or because it had no, 
um, you know, it didn't have Texas A&M on the chest or the maroon wasn't the right shade of maroon, which <laughs> we know from the 1990s that we like to harp on that subject a lot about the uh-huh. maroon. So, um, but yeah, you, you know, you, you tend to get that when, when the game doesn't go the way you want it to. Um, well, it seems that there's also a segment of fans out there that think Kevin Sumlin is sitting in his office all year just formulating these uniforms instead of focusing on football. Yep, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, uh, so believe it or not. Jimmy wanted to know that. <laughs> I got you. Believe it or not, we actually do work in the Bright Complex. I know to the um, disbelief of most of our, our listeners today, um, they wouldn't think that based off our social media, but believe it or not, we have people in place to do the various duties that need to be um, required of us. That way the coaches can do their job. (laughs) So um, no, he, I I would say this though, he does have a hand in it more than I would probably assume other coaches do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, cause he, and believe it or not, obviously from what we see, you know, coach Sumlin is, is a little bit more, involved in, in the youth and, and what's going on and, and, you know, wearing Yeezys and things of that nature. Right. So he, he does like to have a say in it, believe it or not, I'll, this is, and I'll kind of give you an example. So Arizona state, we played them right. And it was their first game, um, as an Adidas school. And so they want Adidas wanted to do something special. Um, and they, Adidas essentially wanted us to wear, I think it was black, they wanted us to bump up the South Carolina uniform and, uh, and coach said no, cause he didn't want to kind of share the spotlight with Arizona state. Um, which, you know, which is understandable. And I think, you know, at that time Adidas was kind of enamored with Arizona state a little bit cause they're the new kid on the block. Yeah. But we said no. And, uh, we wore maroon and, and whooped, whooped that ass. So, uh, <laughs> it kind of worked out. So that was a, that was a, a check mark in the good uniform column, right? Since we won the game. Obviously, yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard for them to hate that because then we would never have a uniform to wear. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I hate maroon. It's like, ah, oh, dang. <laughs> We'd have to go back to like our original school colors of like green. Right. And then people would complain because they'd be like, oh, we're Baylor. So it's just like, it's a never ending circle of, of discomfort for, for I, I have to see the green Aggie throwback uniform. That's something I have to see now. Oh man. I don't think that'll ever happen. Just, I think we, uh, we tweeted out or so I was at Adidas already and I, and I, uh, brought some Snoop cleats with me to, uh, to the spring game to have kind of FB live shooting and stuff. And, uh, they Haley tweeted out and I think that was her first taste of Aggie Twitter. <laughs> um, and they, they were pretty upset about the green cleats. They were just like, Oh man. And we got a lot of Baylor, Baylor comments. Sure. Um, and uh, they they couldn't quite understand the magnitude of Snoop sending sending A and M some cleats. <laughs> um, so it's I don't think green will ever be on the repertoire. I'm so, sure um, RCBO five is probably scratching one out right now. I, I really hope he is. I'm encouraging <laughs> that RCBO. Yeah. Nothing, nothing will ever top when he when he put us in burn orange. So <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Like everything. I else. can't believe the Facebook reaction on that one. That's one of my favorite things that I've ever seen. See, I, I always hear you guys talk about it on Twitter about kind of 
uh, Good Bull Hunting's Facebook, and I've yet to venture over because I, I feel like I still have a little hope in, <laughs> in humanity in general. So I just don't want to ruin that thought. Yeah, don't ever go I, there I, if you I, want. If you, you want to go there, go there and find a link to an article that's obviously satire and read the comments <laughs> yeah. and and have yourself a bright shiny day. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I just don't want to think, you know, it's just, oh man. Well, speaking Bless of, uh, speaking of Facebook vitriol, I have to ask, uh, what happened with the Aggie Knights uniforms? So these were the, the really awesome reflective helmets, uh, that were supposed to be rolled out on Halloween night. And then the SEC ended up scheduling us for an 11 AM game. Right. Well, it goes back to that. Like I told you, uh, you know, there's some things that are kind of out of our control. Um, the uniform. So that one wasn't, um, the, that one was kind of the, the, uh, how would you say the retail uniform? So if, if you kind of noticed the year before that, that was the 1939 one. Right. And the past year it was, it was the, uh, the Aggie Knights. So, and that, that's due to like kind of releasing in August. So that way you can kind of sell merchandise, um, and kind of have a bang for your buck. Cause obviously when you do these special uniforms and you do them day of, you know, you take a big risk and, and kind of like the Mississippi state ones, if the day doesn't go well, then ain't nobody going to want to buy the Jersey. So, um, oh, so you're getting some advanced sales then when it's something you're rolling out in August. Right, right. Yeah. Cause people, cause if it's a cool design, the game's eight months away. They're not thinking about, sure. you know, people aren't that pessimistic where they're like, well, let me wait on this black hat. Cause I don't know if we're going to beat South Carolina in three months. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it kind of saves people from themselves if they if they like the the look of of what it looks like. Um, but so Aggie Knights was a uh, um, predetermined name in the beginning of the season. So the guy that was doing the job I have now, me and him are kind of the ones that converse when we do these rollouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've come full circle now. So um, I'm kind of on the other side now, but he, he had, we became good friends and, and that's how eventually I ended up at Adidas. But we had this conversation about how we could convince, um, A&M and Adidas to call it, uh, Northgate nights. <laughs> oh, oh. And I, I think I casually mentioned it at like an A&M meeting and I was shot down. I mean, quicker <laughs> than you can say quick. So, um, obviously that was probably a smart decision because the, the, the the mantra that probably would go with that would have probably been bad <laughs> sure. um, but so so we we settled in the Aggie Knights you know we thought it was a cool cool uniform obviously the uniform's all black um, and it kind of plays off of that um, obviously fast forward to November or whatever it was and the game's scheduled for 11am and there's not really much you can do about that you know we, we, we really I, I will say this though we really did try to get the game at night that week right. or before it got announced essentially. And essentially we got turned down. So it, it felt like with Halloween that it would, it would probably be at night, but I think maybe the, the wins and losses always determine that right by that time of year. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it has to do also with South Carolina, you know, they weren't doing very hot at the time either. You know, yep. they, you know, I think Steve just retired, you know, two games before that and stuff like that or whatever it was. Um, I will say this though, the best, the most responses we got was about how we were idiots for having, um, glow in the dark helmets for an 11 o'clock game. Right. 
And, and I'll tell you this. I was about two seconds away from pressing a tweet that had been saved in my drafts since we since it got announced 11 a.m. That wanted to explain to people how even if it was a glow in the dark helmet, how it wouldn't have worked at 7 p.m. anyways, because they play football in the lights. <laughs> so glow in the dark helmets wouldn't have worked regardless of time. Um, and obviously, you know, when we played the game, the reflectiveness and when we took the pictures, people kind of understood a little bit. Yeah, they still um, looked cool. The, um, yeah. And, and to be honest, it was probably better that it was in the sun because when the sun hits it, it it's it's reflective. So, um, you know, it kind of all worked out. But believe it or not, we still or Aggie FBI still gets mentions um, about about Aggie Knights being at 11. So are those exclusively from Good Bull Hunting authors? Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> One or two, I wouldn't say most of them. I, <laughs> just, I, I, how about this? I say they're from Good Bull Hunting followers. Okay, that, yeah. does that work? Yes, so that gives does. you kind of credit, but not the <laughs> sole blame on you guys. I like that. Yeah. Well, I guess to wrap this up, I want to know what you're most proud of from your time at uh, Aggie FB Life. Like, what's your favorite thing you did? You know, obviously, our job was to kind of. Um, give a, an inside look at what it was to be a football player. And when I started, I made sure to stay out of their way and to not be in the way, you know, and it was essentially be a kind of fly on the wall kind of thing. And it's a, you know, and when I, for the first day I started, there was about 30 cameras on Johnny Manziel. And I, I kid you not for about three weeks, I did not take one picture of Johnny cause I didn't want him to think I was paparazzi. And, and at the time you wouldn't have realized it or I wouldn't have realized it, but when I was leaving and, and, uh, the team started to find out some of the players, obviously, you know, you grow close to them, talking to them all the time. Um, a ton of them came up to me and said, Hey, you know, thanks for what you did. You know, you, you, my parents really got to see what we did here. And that's kids like Connor McQueen, you know, like a Donovan Wilson, you know, so from all walks of life for those kids to come up and say, Hey, thanks for what you did. And for them to be appreciative of it really, I think really opened my eyes to, to what kind of job we did when I was there, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, they get a lot of flack for, you know, not always saying the right things or not being appreciative of everything they have. But so for them to come up to me and say, Hey, you know, we're going to miss you and, and, and good luck. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. You deserve it for that to come from, from a football player who has, you know, the world at his hands that, that, that said a lot about what we did, I think. Dude, that is a great answer. Wow. Um, well, that was 98% Aggie. Thanks for tuning in. Um, no 2% as well. Yeah, damn it. Um, <laughs> Ivan, Ivan, thanks for the great conversation. Um, I, I, I think it's really cool what you've done and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. And uh, thanks for taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk with us here at Good Bull Hunting. Hey, anytime guys, man, anytime. <laughs>